episode was previously recorded and has been edited for the new Indie Business Podcast. Welcome to the Indie Business Podcast, dedicated to helping you break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder, and create the life you love. And now, here's your host, Donna Maria. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Lifestyle CEO Show. I'm your host, Donna Maria Coles-Johnson, the original Lifestyle CEO, and we are here at the one place on your internet radio dial where we empower you to break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder, and create the life you love. Now, I know all you Lifestyle CEOs out there have days like I'm having, so uh, I just thought I would share with you what's happening today on July the 3rd, where we are waiting with bated breath for our guests to join Today we will be having Lori Morgan Ferrero. She is the owner of RedHotCopy.com, and she is an expert at helping people to massage and tweak their product descriptions, service descriptions, and other copy at their websites, brochures, and other marketing materials to help make them shine and sparkle. And Lori's going to be joining us today, at least as of about 40 minutes ago. She promised me she was joining today. So far, I have not seen her, so we are going to be um, sort of winging it here a little bit, and I know that you guys are all used to doing that. So, hey, what did you guys do over the weekend? Do you remember that this is the holiday weekend, and it is hot, 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 hot outside? We have got 90-degree temperatures here, and we are looking to spice things up a little bit with Lori when she arrives to help us put the spice in our copy. But hey, in the meantime, I wanted to let you guys know that today's show is sponsored by the Handmade Beauty Network, where you can go to find manufacturers of independent beauty products, lotions, creams, soaps, all kinds of stuffs made with natural ingredients, made by scratch from hand, things that you can really enjoy putting on your skin. Visit handmadebeauty.com. For more information, and at that website, you can search for manufacturers in your state so you can support business owners and other lifestyle CEOs like you that are in your area. One of the things, as many of you know that I do, is I also own and manage the Handmade Beauty Network, which is today's show sponsor. We, um, I work with members, these are small manufacturers of cosmetics, to help them make the most of their opportunities to grow their small businesses and to mature them. And one of the things that we talk about a lot, and in fact we talked about this on one of our member-only conference calls last week, is uh, the issue of intellectual property, how to create it, how to own it, how to manage it, how to leverage it, and how to profit from it. And, of course, when Lori joins us, she's going to be talking about writing copy. And for those of you who have written your own copy, your own product descriptions, your own website descriptions and um, information about your businesses, you are intellectual property owners because you own the content that you created. You are the original author of your product descriptions, your service descriptions, and all of the information in your brochures. And that means that you own it. No one else can use it without your permission, or they will be infringing your copyright. Another kind of intellectual property is a trademark. A trademark is a combination of characters like words 
or numbers or letters or symbols or graphic designs or any combination of, of those which form the brand that you use to sell your product. So the blue oval with the word Ford in it, for example, is the trademark of the Ford Motor Company, and that's what they use to brand their products. And so whatever you use to brand your products is your trademark, and you own that. And again, no one can use it without your permission, and if they do, they are infringing on your trademark. And last but not least, there is a patent. A patent is a legal right to market an invention that is unique and non-obvious. And an invention, you know, basically in most cases amounts to a process, and maybe it's a manufacturing process or a combination of things, as in the case of drugs, that creates a new product which uh, has not ever been created before. And if you create something like that and you get patent rights in it, well, guess what? You have the exclusive right to market that patented product, and no one else can do so without your permission or, guess what, repeat after me, they're infringing your patent. So there's three kinds. There are a couple of other kinds, but they're a little bit more esoteric. These are the three that everyone needs to start with, your copyright, your trademark, and your patent. And every small business owner has at least two of those because, number one, you have a trademark. If you're selling products or services, you are selling them under some sort of brand name. You have a trademark. Number two, you have a copyright because if you sell anything, you've, you've, you have to have written some sort of description somewhere of what you sell. It could be on your business card, on your brochure, at your website, the combination of words and phrases and, and sentences and paragraphs that you put together to sell your products or services. Um, it really is your copyright. And so there you have it right there, two types of intellectual property that probably everyone listening to this show that has a business of their own owns. <clears throat> when you own these types of assets, you want to investigate taking the time to protect them legally. So in the case of copyright, you want to go to the copyright office and register your copyrighted material as a copyright. That's um, copyright.gov. If it's a trademark or a patent, you want to go to USPTO, that stands for United States Patent and Trademark Office, USPTO.gov. That is uh, where you go to get information about what a trademark is, what a patent is. There are great free resources at both of those websites. The frequently asked questions at both of them are very, very informative. So I encourage you, if you own a business, do not get stuck without taking the time to learn about creating and protecting your intellectual property. I just got an email over the weekend from someone who owns a business, and she sells basically um, things that are used in the manufacture of beauty products. I don't want to say exactly because I don't want to reveal this company's identity. But the website and the business name that she uses to sell her products are the same. And generic. And one of the problems that you have when you have a generic name as your business name is it's very, very difficult to obtain trademark protection for that name. So I encourage you to check out USPTO.gov. And really, you owe it to yourself and the future profitability of your business to learn about these types of intellectual property 
educate yourself so that you can make your business as profitable as possible. Hey, this is Lori. I'm so sorry. Lori Morgan Ferrero, we are so excited to have you here. And we have been talking about, um, not about copy, but about a related subject, which is how if you have written copy and, and descriptions for your products or services at your website, that you own the copyright rights to that copy. So I've been sharing a little bit of information about how once you get your copy written, you can take steps to protect it as your own so someone can't steal it and misappropriate it without your permission. So oh, you joined us right on time. How are you? <laughs> I'm fantastic. I do apologize. I, You know, Mercury goes into retrograde tomorrow, and, which messes with communications. Oh. And I think it's actually started a day early. I literally called the number, and I double-checked it, and it was right. And I was on hold this whole time thinking, where is Donna Maria? <laughs> and you were on hold for me, with me or waiting for me. Yeah, well, you know, I just, you know, retrograde, call it the heat. Maybe it's the fact that it's a vacation and the phones just don't want to work. It's a Thank holiday. You. They're like, what are these people doing working anyway? Exactly. <laughs> it is a weird day, isn't it? It's like it's not quite the weekend. It's not quite vacation. Uh-huh, that's right. It's one of those in-between holidays. But I'm so excited to have you. And for you guys who... Um, who are tuning in, you hear that voice. It's the voice I've been holding my breath for for the past 10 minutes. Lori <laughs> Morgan Ferrero, who is a graduate of the University of North Carolina's Journalism School. And after stints as an actress, uh, you may have seen her on Baywatch, Baywatch and several Billy Blanks Ty Bo videos, she finally surrendered to what seems to be her niche in business, and that is writing fantastic copy to help people market their products and services. Lori is the author of Red Hot Copy to Woo Your Target Market, and she publishes the online Copywriting TNT, which stands for Copywriting Tips and Tactics Newsletter, from her website at redhotcopy.com. That's red hyphen hot copy.com and she is here to give us some TNT to help us write our own red hot copy today. Welcome to the show, Lori. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm just delighted to have you, and we are um, going to just get started, and my guess is that we're probably running close to first break, so we're going to go ahead and take that right now. We'll be right back in just a minute or so with Lori Morgan Ferrero. Be right back, guys. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to the Lifestyle CEO Show. You have heard enough of your host, Donna Maria, talking, so we are going to let Lori jump right in here and start telling us how she got started in her business. We talked about that journalism degree and then some acting, which we all want to hear a little bit about, Lori, and then how did you end up where you are today at Red Hot Copy? Well, that would be because of the... um the two children that I bore, they have okay. become everything to me, obviously. Uh, no, more, no more Baywatch? No more Baywatch. No, the, the acting business is a, is a really ugly business, and it's just, no, no, I'm done with it. But it's funny because my youngest son it has the acting bug pretty bad, and he's a much better actor than I ever was. So it's kind of interesting. You can't really get away from it if it's, <laughs> if it's meant to be, I guess. So you kind of started your business uh, at Red Hot Copy in part because you became a mom. As you know, most lifestyle CEOs out there, our listeners, are also moms who are, you know, anxious to get, you know, some tips and just some encouragement from other moms 
who are, you know, just as busy and, you know, peanut butter sandwiches and all kinds of stuff, diapers and everything, and still owning a business. How, do, how old are your kids and how do you balance it all? Well, you know, they're a lot older now, but um, when they were younger, it was, it was difficult. Mm. Um, it was definitely difficult because I'm also a big proponent of exercise. And as you know, I was in the Tybo videos. I still work out with Billy Blanks, and um, he actually has a studio here, so he literally teaches, and I go and work out with him live. And so I was also feeling like I needed to exercise and, and keeping you know, myself healthy. Mm-hmm. And the more you do that, the more energy you have. So that, was, that helped. But it was really more of a drive of really, really wanting to be home with my kids more than anything else and just passion to do it. Um, it, it was, I, I'm not even sure when I, if somebody told me what I would have to go through ahead of time. I don't know if I could have done it. It, it was just sort of blindly doing it. Mm-hmm. But I had gotten divorced when my kids were three and five. Mm-hmm. And up to that point, I had been able to stay home and take care of them myself as mm-hmm. a stay-at-home mom. And after that point, I had to go get, like, a real job, which was horrible. Mm. And so I, I was just, <laughs> Horrible, huh? It really was horrible. I mean, it, it was a very dark period because I had, mm. I quit the acting and, and um, all that to get married and to have kids and to be a mom. And it was, it was really great while I had that support. And then once that support was gone, mm-hmm. you know, not enough time, not enough money, not enough mm. energy. And so um, I worked out in a marketing firm as a secretary. I mean, that was all I knew. I, I had a journalism degree, but it, I, an entry-level report, uh, reporter salary was pretty low. And so I, I would get paid more to be a secretary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's what I did. And then about the time in 1999 when the Internet was getting big, that was when I finally decided, you know what, I've, I've got to be home. My oldest son has ADD, mm-hmm. and I know, you know, probably a lot of moms deal with that, and it's, there's, you know, you could, whatever your political beliefs are about it, I've got to tell you, my son was very, very needy and very difficult, and he needed his mom to be home. Mm-hmm. He was suffering tremendously by me being gone. Mm-hmm. And when Columbine hit, in 1999, that was when that was like the the pivotal moment when I said, you know what, I am going to do. I'm going to figure this out. I got to get out of this office. Mm. And I started doing research online, and I, there was an industry uh, coming out called virtual assisting, which you probably mm. heard of, right? Sure, yeah. Right. Well, this was brand new, and I thought, hey, I'm, I'm doing secretarial work now in an office. Right. Why can't I do it at home? So I started taking in a few clients and moonlighting, and you know, it was. It was a lot of work. It was tiring, but I was moving towards something. So when you're passionate, you it, it's not as much work, you know? Right, right, right. Because your, ener- um, your energy just carries you through. And so does. you discovered even more of a talent and an affinity for writing copy. Well, I did, and that is, it's funny that this is, I'm telling you the long way around the block getting there, but I actually, during my virtual assisting days, I stumbled onto, or he stumbled onto me, a marketer who started hiring me to write copy. And I had never done it. I'd never heard of it before. Uh, obviously, I'm surrounded by it. We're all surrounded by it, and I'll explain what it is in a minute. But mm-hmm. um, I never thought about it being a profession. Mm-hmm. And I really, really liked doing it. And so I was like, i got to get good at this because this is fun. 
and this guy needs a lot of copy. If I can make this my niche and really learn about it, maybe I can stay home with my kids. Right. And, and that's exactly what I did. Wow. I, I really studied it. I immersed myself in it. It was kind of on-the-job training. It was a mm-hmm. leap of faith. didn't happen overnight. It was mm-hmm. a struggle. But it was worth it because I got to be home with my kids. Well, I love that you're sharing the fact that, you know, you worked really hard and it was a struggle and it was a leap of faith and it took some time. And that is really what most of us as moms go through. And, in in fact, most of the people that listen to this show, you know, stumbled upon an opportunity to bring their life experiences, their educational experiences and everything together to, to pursue a passion and make a commercial application out of it. And so... I just love that you were able to share that before we get into the meat because that really is the story that helps keep so many of us going. So thank you for sharing that. Now tell us, what is it that makes writing copy, good copy, so hard? I mean, we can all put a sentence together with, you know, Mm -hmm. decent words. and But, you know, it's just sometimes when you read someone's product description, even they have a product very similar to yours, Mm -hmm. and you read their description, like, like, wow. Why didn't I think of that? What is it that makes copy so good, and how can we reach that golden brass? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing that people struggle with is they just are too hard on themselves when they sit down to write their own words, and they never think their language sounds as good as somebody else's. And it's, it's more the fear of, of writing um, than it is that it's bad, quite honestly, if people would just, just stop that little voice in your head that's critical and just start writing. Um, and I'll actually I'll give you a couple of tricks that you can do okay. writing your own copy. One of them is to have either have someone interview you, like, like you're doing with me, and record it and have it transcribed, or just explain in a, in a tape recorder or something how you would explain your business to someone who's never met you or um, to, say, like a high school buddy that you haven't seen in 10 years and you're going, so what do you do? And then you can mm-hmm. kind of explain it and then have it transcribed or transcribe it yourself. And, and I mean, you know, in the kinds of language that you would use conversationally. And that is a really good basis for copy. I'll give you an example. When I wrote copy for Les Brown, who's a motivational speaker, a lot of people have, have heard of him, been motivated by him. And I literally taped Les on the phone and transcribed, because he's got a very unique way of talking. He's uh-huh. very motivational, and he just he spins motivation in his language like nobody I've ever heard. So there's no way I was going to replicate what he did better than he did. So I just mm-hmm. literally transcribed what he said and then put it in the, the copywriting format. And he was blown away. It's like, oh, my gosh, it's like I just said that. So, so is one of the things you're saying is that we... Number one, it sounds like a lot of people, we don't just don't take enough time. We don't give it enough time because I know with, with people that I talk with, most of the time it's, we put so much energy into the creation of the product and the way it's packaged and everything. It's finally ready to go, and you get a photograph of it, and you're ready to go, okay, now I'm ready to launch my website, but I have to write a description, and so you just write something. Yeah, you're probably right that you don't have any more energy at that stage. Right. That's a very good point, and I'm sure that that's definitely a part of it. And the, the good thing about copy is you can always update things, and you should. You should always go back and, and retool and tweak and make some updates and changes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's okay. My philosophy is just get it out there. 
Don't be so hard on yourself. Just go ahead and just write anything just to get it out there to start with. And then go right. back and gradually improve. Right. So you're saying when we, when we do that, we, we sort of record ourselves sort of just in sort of monologue form, just talking about the product or the service that we have, and then listen to that and, and call from that some of the, like the salient points and the really good sounding phrases and, and put those together to compose the copy? Well, exactly, but it's not just a monologue. I actually want, and this is something I got from my acting, um, I, I teach something called targeting, and that's taking your target market and distilling it down to a single person and then writing your copy to that person. So uh-huh. when I write my e-zine every week, I visualize, I actually have a picture of this completely fictional person named Nikki um, Stanton, I have her age, I have where she lives, what her lifestyle is, and what she has a daughter, and what her hopes and dreams are, what her fears are, and I've, I've created a character, basically, out of her. And when I sit down to write my easing, I imagine her sitting next to me, and I'm talking to her. That's how you get it into sort of a conversational mode. And that's oh, and then it doesn't good. sound so stale and put together. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, that is a really great tip. And, you know, now that you mention it, when I, when I do some of my writing, I, I kind of I never thought of it in those terms of, you know, like specifically giving that person a name. But I do kind of close my eyes and I go, okay, now who am I writing about? What do they want to hear from me today? And God, please let me say it. <laughs> yes, yes. That's exactly right. And there's a big, um, I, I guess, fear is the word that comes to mind of, isolating one single person because, oh, my gosh, well, what if, you know, men are going to buy my product too and I'm just isolating it and being one woman, that's going to that's gonna turn other people off. But the truth is big corporations do this exact same thing. USA Today um, targets, if you will, a 40-year-old traveling businessman. Now, that doesn't mean women don't read USA Today. Right, right. Although right. targets a 35-year-old mother of two, all their advertising is geared toward a 35-year-old mother of two. So they do the same thing. So if it's good enough for them. Right. Excellent. I love that. So I encourage you guys to kind of really think about that and take it to heart because it's a great tip and it doesn't take a long time to do. And once you've created your fictional person, you've already done half the work. So hope you guys remember that. We're going to come back after another break and talk to Lori about some more of her great tips for writing red-hot copy. This is the Lifestyle CEO Show. We'll be right back. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the Lifestyle CEO Show. We are here with Lori Morgan Ferrero, owner of Red Hot Copy, red-hot-copy.com. And when you guys go there, you will see a Red Hot website and this photograph of this red-hot woman with this flaming red hair. <laughs> so it's all, it's all a great, um, you know, like a great marketing synergy, Lori. And so while we're here, I'd love to get some more tips from you on what we can do to, um, to make our copy red-hot. But before we do that, let's go ahead and let everybody know that they can, they can call in and they can talk with you and uh, provide their questions or comments themselves. And we actually have a caller right now. Charlon is on the line calling from California. Charlon, what's your comment or question for Lori today? Welcome Hi, to the ladies. Show. Hi, Donna Maria and Lori. 
Hi, Charlotte. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you. Cool. I wanted to call in with two things. The first is a testimonial. I am involved in Lori's uh, Red Hot Coffee Boot Camp, uh, her, I think, only boot camp for 2006. And it's the most extraordinary experience I have ever been a part of. Her materials. Thank you. uh, I'm sorry. Just keep rolling. It's just, I'm so excited about um, the program. It's, it has propelled my business in ways I never imagined. Wow. Thank you so much. And that is in ways, <laughs> wonderful to hear. It's very interesting because it has propelled my business in ways that I never imagined when I started. Um, the benefits are that I have an extraordinary skill set now for copywriting, but I also have been able to have a new perspective on my clients that I never had before. That's great, Charlotte. I'm happy to hear that. Do you have, like, a question for Lori, too? Are you working on some copy that you can share with us? I do have a question. My question is, as busy entrepreneurs uh, and juggling money and time, when is it best to hire a professional copywriter to do the work versus learning the skill ourselves? That's a really great point, Charlotte, because you're right. You guys... uh, all of us are wearing a lot of hats as an entrepreneur. And like Donna Maria said earlier, sometimes you're just tired. You just want it done. <laughs> and um, you just want someone to write it for you. That, but you also mentioned the money aspect. And hiring a copywriter is the most expensive skill there is to outsource. So um, learning it yourself like you're doing is definitely – it's, it's a quality that you're never going to um, be – sorry that you learned. It's a skill you're never going to be sorry that you learned. Uh, But what I would suggest to make the most bang for your buck would be to write something and then hire a copywriter to uh, massage it and to tweak it afterwards. That's probably where you're going to, you won't have to pay as much. Because what happens when people hire copywriters a lot of times is they think, that's great, I'm done, hands off and let the copywriter go at it. But that is not true at all. You have to educate the copywriter about your business, about your target market, um, just about all the, the background material, your competitors, all those kinds of things you have to hand off to the copywriter and tell them how you want the copy to sound more or less. And then they'll, they'll throw it all together for you. But all of that, by the time you've gathered all that stuff up, you can have written at least a, a first draft. So I would do that um, and study, you know, study my my materials, study uh, John Carlton's materials, Gary Halbert, anybody. Just study copywriting as a rule. Just read sales letters and start, you know, paying attention to how those sales letters are written and how copy is written, mm-hmm. and just kind of mimic it. That's what I would suggest. That's excellent. Thank thank you. Thank Got you, Lauren, for calling in. Thanks for your question. Sure, Lori. Um, what are like? Are there like any copywriting mistakes that you see that are just rampant in small businesses? And are there like two or three things that we do all the time that we should never do? Yes, <laughs> I, I figured there would be. Can you tell us what those things are? Well, one is and this is really easy to correct. One is. Um, people not using the present tense, like we're taught in English class, you know, that 
all the different tenses. In copies, throw all that out the window and just write in present tense 95% of the time. And the reason is if you, it has much more impact if it's in the here and now versus, you know, like I will do blank. Um, and a lot of times people, and I find it myself too, I, I'll, um, I'll have to go back through and, and take the future tense out. Um, if it's in the here and now, it's oh. much more impactful. That's really interesting that you say that. I know when I get uh, new members that apply for membership in the Handmade Beauty Network and they send me their company descriptions, one of the things I see a lot is here at Donna Maria's Soap Company, yes. we strive to create products that, and I always take out the strive to. Uh-huh. Right. We create products. Exactly. Very good. Is that a good example of what it's you mean? It's a great example. It is because you make it much more, it's pissier, it's easier to read, and we are reading this in our heads. So uh-huh. if it sounds a little more conversational, it's going to be easier to absorb as a, as a reader. Okay, good. So writing in the present tense. Yes. Excellent tip. And, and that, that's, that'll change the face of, of people's copy so much mm-hmm. and make it so much more powerful. Now, here's something that I notice when I get everything from a letter from someone who's reminding me that my payment's late to a brand-new sort of solicitation letter from somebody, I don't know, a realtor in the, in the uh, area. They send a letter, and they have, you know, two or three paragraphs, and they sign it, and there's a P.S. at the end. Uh-huh. What is the thing? I've, I've heard various things about adding, you know, P.S.s at the end of your signature. Are there any do's or don'ts in that area, Lori? Well, interesting enough, the P.S. is the second most highly read piece of your copy. Ooh, after what? Yes. After yes? No, guess. I want you to guess. Oh, guess. Okay. Um, let's see. After um, maybe the first sentence? Right. You're on, you're on target. The oh, wow. Headline. The headline is the most read piece of the copy. If you okay. have a headline, they won't read the rest. So that's another tip. Spend a lot of time on your headlines. Okay. And the P.S. is the second most highly read um, piece of the copy. So you want to tack one on, even though, of course, with computers nowadays, it's easy to just go back up and, and stick it in your copy. Um, in the old days, when you wrote things out by hand, you just tack it on, and that's where the PS comes from. Uh huh. But there's, okay. there's still a, a behavior that people tend to read that, so it's a good place to put um, a call to action. It's a good place to put uh, any important information that you want to make sure they read. Okay, so the PS and then the headline, which sh- is, can it be more than, is, it, is there like a, um, a couple of standard things like, you know, huge letters, italics, bold. <laughs> well, it should stand out. Of course, it should be a bigger font. And, um, yes, red is uh, the, the power color that's going to pull in, in studies that people have done in tests. Red tends to work better. But you do have to look at your overall um, theme. Like if you're selling wa- water filters or something environmental, red right. does not work. <laughs> right, right. But um, a different color is something that makes it stand out from the rest of the copy. And when I'm online, I like to use generally about a 24-point point font. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But that's just my preference. Uh-huh. Play around with okay. what works. Okay, great. So the headline, a bigger font, consider red for the color if all other things are equal and it doesn't totally clash. And exactly. put your P.S. in there. 
Exactly. All right. Well, listen, you guys listening out there, we've got Jamila from Maryland holding on the line. We're going to take a break, Jamila. We'll get right to you. For anyone else who has a question or comment for Lori, our call-in number is 800-773-0355. This is the Lifestyle CEO Show. We'll be right back. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to the Lifestyle CEO Show. This is Donna Maria here on the show today with Lori Morgan Ferrero of RedHotCopy.com, and she's giving us some great tips on writing copy to make our products and services sound just uh, edible. you got to buy them. you got to have them. Lori's giving us some great tips to help us do that. We have got the phone lines open, 800-773-0355, so call your question or comment in live for Lori and get some assistance for the copy that you're writing. And we've got a caller from Maryland, Jamila. Welcome to the show. Hi, Donna Maria. It's Jamila White. How you doing? Oh, great. Happy to have you here. You got a question or comment from I Lori? I do. I've got a question um, about shorter product descriptions like catalog style. Most oh. of the resources that I've seen out on the Internet have to do with the long form of writing copy, like the letter form. And I'm, most of the people that I work with as an Internet strategist and e-commerce diva.com um, are writing product descriptions where they have multiple products in a web store, like 20 or more products. And that long form just is not um, the best um, match for what they're trying to do. Where can we get more information about writing catalog copy? Can you recommend any specific books or resources online where we can um, learn more about that? Thanks. Well, thank you. That's a great. And I liked how you worked your website in. Very good. <laughs> That's a really good question. Uh, and you are an expert, obviously, at, at Internet um, strategizing, and so you probably know that long copy tends to work, and yet there are exceptions to the rule, and what you just mentioned, the catalog is that, that exception. And I do not know of a source that particularly focuses on how to write better catalog copy. And you're right, most of the most of them focus on long copy because that is in general for most products is what works. So the, you know it's it's harder to write shorter copy too, right? <laughs> There's um, Mark Twain said if I had more time I would have written a shorter letter. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's um, it is much more challenging. Uh, yeah, I was going to say focus on on um, using verbs. It, even though the tendency is to want to go adjective heavy, focus on try to get more verbs in there to get it more active. Uh. And um, the the adjectives that you do use are obviously going to have to be very visual. Okay, that's the best I can do. Thank you. That was a tough that's that's really very helpful. And you know, it is interesting that you mentioned that. Um, Jamila, thank you for raising that issue because um, most people, um, you know, can pretty easily notice the difference between the kind of copy that is written sort of long form and what you see in catalogs. And the catalog just really seems to be a, a much, you know, in a niche within the niche, I guess, doing it well is, is a little bit different from doing it well when you're writing you know, something a little bit longer like a brochure or something like that. Because sometimes I see descriptions of products in catalogs and they virtually sing. Uh -huh. I mean, you know, right. I have got to have that. I don't need it. I don't want it. <laughs> but, I, but for whatever reason, I have to have it. And, you know, it, it's amazing that that is such a talent. You're absolutely right. You know, I actually have another suggestion for um, Jamila. 
uh, start keeping the swipe file, which you, you probably do, but other people should be doing this as well. And what a swipe file is, it is a collection of junk mail. It's a collection of copy that's written for, for your target market, but stuff that catches your eye. And you have, like I have in my office, I have three drawers filled with um, samples of copy that other people have written. Uh-huh. And I, ha- I have binders of copywriters that I admire and that I like their work. But when I sit down to write copy, I will look at these other people's copy or the other versions of it and get inspired by it. And one for the catalogs, those kinds of descriptions where you're talking about it sounds like they sing. If you notice that, save that and keep it for when you start writing your own. Uh, I know one catalog that does that really well, because I've been traveling so much, is the Sky Mall catalog. Oh. They have lots of different catalogs all put into one from different companies. And some of the copy, you can tell the difference in the writing. Uh, and some of it you'll like and some of it you won't. But mm. that's what I would suggest. That, that's a great suggestion, too. To, and, you know, whenever I get this stuff in the mail, Lori, I always go, you know, I need to make a file. <laughs> oh, good. And, you good. know, I, what happens is I bring it in my office and I put it down and I go, when I make that file. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. <laughs> this is I in there. So I have a really great collection of stuff. The problem is it's in about 20 different piles. Yeah, right. <laughs> that sounds like my place, too, actually. So, yeah, well, maybe for someone in my position, it might be easier to hire someone. So along those lines, Lori, can you give us any tips on hiring a copywriter? What should we look for, and how do we avoid getting uh, hiring somebody who's just a good writer? That's a, that's a really good question, actually. Um, you've got to make sure that you have money set aside, obviously, um, you're going to, the, the more experience they have, the more you're going to pay. But how do they usually charge? Is it like a flat fee for three products or by the word? Or how, how does that usually work? I mean, and, I know it, and, it might be different for everyone, but just generally, how, how, what is the most likely scenario? An experienced copywriter will charge you by the project. It's what uh, Dan Kennedy calls, like, are you, um, are you, a copywriter or are you a call girl? <laughs> so do you charge by the hour or do you charge by the project? And um, <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it, it's definitely uh, someone who has more experience will know to charge by the project rather than by the hour. Uh-huh. But um, there are, you know, there are exceptions until people really learn, like, oh, my goodness, they're, they're calculating every single hour I, I um, spend on, writing this copy, like, did I go to the bathroom? Do I take that off of my time? Rather than, it's just much more professional way to approach things. So, um, that... So by the project, does that mean, like, by the brochure or by the website page or... Um, it mean, whatever it is that you want. You'll okay. do it all at one time. Okay. And, okay. Or, okay. You could choose to separate it out, but, but if you had three products and you wanted to hire somebody for three, then you would say, you know, this is the product, this is the project, and this is my budget. Uh-huh. And um, ask, you know, if they're interested. It's not as easy to find a copywriter as you might think, or maybe you already realized that. Well, kind of, yeah. And, and the other thing, too, is, Lori, as you mentioned in your example of working with uh, the, uh, the motivational speaker earlier in the show, you and he spent uh, several, I guess, hours, minutes, however long it was, a substantial amount of time on the phone so he could educate you. Is right. it... Is it better to try and find someone who's a good copywriter that also kind of knows your market? That yeah, it's. 
I think it is because there's some ramp-up time, obviously, if they don't know your market. Like, I will not write for real estate. I don't know it, and I don't yeah. have a desire to know it. And I won't write for um, for any finance. I think it's boring, and I just don't want to do it. <laughs> so okay. if I, I have to be emotionally interested in a project before I would take it on personally. And, of course, a writer can write in other genres. There's no problem with it. But you have to really – it's you have to resonate with the person. You uh-huh. can go on Elance, but I, I really, really discourage that. Uh, Elance is that you're going to end up with someone with English as a second language often or people who can't get work any other way. Um, it's it's, it's kind of difficult. There's A-W-A-I dot, no, awaionline.com is a copywriting school. I actually took their course. It's pretty decent. And they will sometimes have copywriters. I teach people how to write copy. And a lot of my, my protégés have come from, they weren't necessarily copywriters, and they started studying with me and loved it uh-huh. and have turned into copywriters. So I actually have a source for copywriters because of just the position I'm in. Right. And you also have at your website, red-hot-copy.com, you have a boot camp, as uh, one of the callers mentioned earlier, and you have some other... Um, uh, information about how we can take advantage of your services and even come and hear you speak at various locations, right? Yes, yes, I do. Okay. Well, I want to encourage my listeners to visit uh, Lori's website and learn more about her and the boot camp and the services that she offers. You can also sign up for her uh, online newsletter, and uh, you can read the back issues because she's got an uh, archive there. And so there's just a lot of great information and even references for other people who write copy really well. Right. Um, Lori's just sharing a great deal of information. Thank you for joining us on the Lifestyle CEO Show today, Lori. It's so much fun. I'm, I'm so happy you, you asked me to be here. Well, I, 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 it was my pleasure, and we will be back in touch. Would you come back and talk with us more? It would be my pleasure. I love, love, love to address moms in particular, and I just want to say that you can do it. You, you, whatever it is that you want to do, make it your priority, and you can do it. Good. Well, thank you for sharing that because we all can't get enough motivation. Great to have you on the show. All right, you guys, coming up on July 15th is my business growth conference in Secaucus, New Jersey. Visit handmadebeauty.com forward slash conference to get more information about that. And also, stay tuned for some great upcoming shows. In a couple of weeks, we have got a corporate blogging guru who is going to tell us what a blog is and whether we should invest the time in creating one and how it can help us grow our businesses. We'll see you then. In the meantime, break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder, and create the life you love. Have a great week, guys. Happy Fourth of July. The Indie Business Podcast is powered by the Indie Business Network. For more information visit www.indiebusinessnetwork.com.